AI. It's the Raging Robot Partycast. We've been taken hostage by an evil AI program, and we don't know how to fix this. That's why we've been gone for a couple weeks. But hey, um, we're making the best of it. I'm Josh. That's Ryan. Hi, Ryan. How you doing? Uh, not bad. All things considered, you know, other than the fact that we're uh, being held hostage by robots and ESPN. <laughs> yeah, well, Disney robots and ESPN, I guess, then. Ah. But... Did you Disney Plus yet? Yes. Okay. Have you? No. <laughs> I don't have anything that'll run it other than my phone. Which uh, I, I, it's not much of an excuse. I watch most things I watch by myself on my phone, but <laughs> Yeah, that's my issue. <laughs> I will sit on my kitchen table watching forty five minute long videos on my phone yeah. five feet from my Xbox. Uh, a fire stick and my switch all three of which run youtube <laughs> and i'm like yeah yeah we're looking at either getting a new tv because we have an lg and i know those are compatible but ours is aging so yeah every now and then it's, it'll just pop up with an alert like uh, hey hulu doesn't work anymore <laughs> and it's like why they're just like we don't want to <laughs> yeah that's what happened because tv did originally have a youtube app on it and that's what i watched but it's Vizio, and it uses the Yahoo app store. And I'm like, yeah, no Yahoo. one's go, <laughs> no one's going to use apps. And so, like, it has Hulu on it, I think, because that was built in on the TV. And it is probably the least premium way to watch, <laughs> watch anything because it doesn't create a full list. It only pops up in, like, the left-hand corner. Huh. So you have to screen, like, six titles at a time. I'm like, okay, yeah, this is, suck. this is not worth it. And so that's why I use my <laughs> Xbox for... Everything like that, because as I learned, Switch doesn't have Netflix yet. Oh, really? Yeah. I bet you could still do it. No, you probably can't still do it on Wii. I yeah. do remember when they brought Netflix to Wii, though. That was a good day. I think I still have the disc out there. Yeah. Because <laughs> Wii and PlayStation both have created a disc, right? Uh, Wii for sure did. There may be a PlayStation 2 one. Um, I think it was a PS3 disc. I've a, I got into the PS3 late, so yeah. by the time I got there, it was already a native app. But yeah, um, just been doing my thing, working, trying to be all right. Um, it's been all right-ish at home, a lot better than they have been in previous months, so it's cool. Um, trying to think. So as I consistently bombard you with on the daily uh just been watching a lot of common writer zero one that show is fantastic why is nobody but me watching it in the u.s because <laughs> you have to watch it illegally through fan dubs but... yes but it's the only way i know i know i really do need to start it here's the thing is like toei is real quick to put their whole shows on youtube and then be like oh whoops we didn't region lock this you can't watch it now <laughs> yeah and then like why you could be making ad revenue on this, but no. You have an audience here. You just don't seem to realize it or care. Well, I mean, look at video game companies. How long did it take them to realize Yakuza was a valuable franchise? Too long. <laughs> now it's coming to Xbox. But... Yeah. I'm glad that it's finally had its day, though. I bought the original when it first came out and was like, this game's good. <laughs> this is what Shenmue is supposed to be instead yeah. of what Shenmue is. You see when that Shenmue 3 actually came out? Yeah. And it's apparently bad. Well, I was talking to a friend of mine, and I'm like, Shenmue and Shenmue 1 are good games. He's like, no, they're not. 
Yeah. People remember them as good games, but they are, <laughs> in all Even honesty. For the time, I will say Shinmu was tedious. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's beautiful to look at, but. Cool story, but yeah. walking simulators weren't necessarily a thing I, yet. I definitely agree that the Yakuza series took its skeleton and went, hmm, I can work with this. Yeah. And vastly improved upon it. So, yeah. R.I.P. you, Suzuki. Yes. You're not dead, but. <laughs> Any other major changes? Um, no. It's like I said, stuff's been a lot better lately. Um, That's good. In terms of working on me and all that. So, yeah. Yeah, for... I don't know if it's... I know this sounds stupid, but it's real sad, which is a seasonal yeah. thing. That is a legitimate thing. Right. Or just something... Other, but yeah, I always get bad around the holidays, so it's the first year that I actually went to the doctor and asked for antidepressants, so I've been back on antidepressants for about a week now. Oh, it it's is. going good. Can you tell any difference? Yeah, I'm definitely starting to see the difference. It always takes a minute to get used to, and you lose a little bit of energy at first, but okay. yeah, after about a week, That's then good. I rushed out the door one day and completely missed the dose, and so that was a bit of a minor restart, but... I survived. That's good. Yeah. Um, I've just been doing my usual stuff. Uh, playing a whole lot of Genesis Mini still. It's like, ever since I bought it, that's honestly all I play game-wise, and it's ridiculous. Um, mostly just playing Street Fighter 2 and trying to teach my kid how to play Street Fighter 2 well. <laughs> yeah, I've been chipping away at Breath of the Wild. I'm kind of at a decision point where it's like, all right, I'm kind of to a point where I can go through the story now and, you know, finish the story because I finished all that stuff. Uh, the story is primarily told by collecting 12 memories. And so I collected those 12 memories. So now it's side quests so I can complete all the side quests, one of which I'm semi-locked out of, I think. Hmm. <clears throat> Yeah, one of which requires you to collect the club, but every enemy now carries a stronger club. The original club? Yeah. The only club that matters? <laughs> the S-Club, no. The S-Club, all seven of them? Yes. <laughs> you gotta gather the seven S's and get your wish. Did you ever watch it? I think we've actually discussed this before. I remember it being on TV, but I never actively watched it. Me and my sister did. It was good. That seems like it checks out. <laughs> One of them later went on to be in Primeval, which I dropped out of because that's another... One of the minor things that can happen with a lot of British shows, or at least two of three I've seen, is they kill off too many of their actors and try replacing them. Oh, that's unpleasant. Yeah, and so Primeval was one of those where it's like, the three remaining people were the three comedy relief characters, and now they're <laughs> main characters. I'm like... And now everyone's serious. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to drop out at this point in time. <laughs> Robin Hood was the exact same thing. They kill Robin Hood and you're like, what? Yeah. What? Did they, they just change the title to whoever's in charge? <laughs> no, they kill Robin Hood and they like try to keep going with the Merry Men. And then oh, okay. the sheriff of Nottingham has a face turn and turns face in one of the seasons. and they That's dumb. Yeah, they try like to go that. on with him and it's like, yeah. That's exactly why it ended. Uh, there's another one. 
What about the kids or teenagers that have powers? I almost said skins. That's not the right show. No. Uh, you know the one I'm talking about, right? Kind or you've of. at least heard the name. Yeah, but I can't think of it either for the yeah. life of me. Neither can I, but I think that one was the exact same thing a lot of people said is after its third season, it lost most of its main <laughs> cast. And so, exact same thing. Like, I guess that's just a British thing. <laughs> well, jolly good. We can no longer afford to pay you. Yeah. Uh, cheerio. Well, I guess they're so used to making miniseries that, like, when you have a season that lasts over yeah. two seasons, that's like, oh, crap, we don't have contracts in America where you're contracted for five <laughs> seasons. Yeah, that's the thing about being involved with Zero One is uh, I know it's going to last at least about 40 episodes, and I don't know what I'm going to do when it's over because I'm kind of like, this is the first show of the new generation and, I guess, new century in Japan. And uh, this is good. You should just do this from now on. <laughs> but I know they're going to change it because that's what they do. Well, you got to keep it fresh. Allegedly. I'm like, these characters are good. You made a good concept. I like this. Keep this going. But I know it's tradition that they'll no, make it a new thing. <laughs> I was about to say, Power Rangers made it, what, five iterations? In Japan, more than that. I mean, it's still going. Well, I know that, but yeah. I'm just saying, like, it's Power Rangers is also still going, but from Angel Grove. Oh, uh... Five or six, right? Power Rangers. Power Rangers Zio. Uh, hold up. Power Rangers Turbo. That is the next one. And then Power Rangers in Space, which ends that franchise at the time yeah um <laughs> i still love power rangers in space because they had some actually pretty serious episodes in it but also because of the extreme misunderstanding of what the show was in japan um there's no space stuff in it yeah <laughs> wasn't there was power rangers in space the one where they had an alien episode uh, it would have been a good one for it, so probably. <laughs> yeah, I think it is, like, where it's, like, they go on a spaceship and they're being, like, literally hunted by basically a, a xenomorph, like, an alien, like, in xenomorph. Yeah. Uh, I just know that Power Rangers in space was in space because, for one, when you don't know what else to do, send everybody to space. Yeah. But for two, they had a misunderstanding when meeting with the, uh, I guess it would have been Toei, um, about what Mega Ranger was, and Mega Ranger was about cyberspace in the internet. Okay. <laughs> so all the transformations have like binary and different stuff in them, and it's like, uh, okay. <laughs> was well, it Galaxy where they're on the space station, but like Lost Galaxy? Lost Galaxy where they're on the uh, space station, but it's, I'm gonna say probably it was an environmental show. Yeah. <laughs> in Japan, and so like it's this part of the space station just happens to have a rainforest in it. I want to say that's the ones where they have the stripy uniform, kind yeah. of the Charlie Brown zigzag, and I want to say that is right. They were more of a rescue team in Japan. Yeah. <laughs> so Maybe one of these days I'll sit down and do a solo podcast just chugging through all every single iteration of Power Rangers. Uh, I'm down, but I kind of hate Haim Saban. Yeah, that's the issue. <laughs> and, but... I mean, it's all out there. Yeah, I'm about to say, the second issue is please don't sue us, Mr. Saban. Yeah. <laughs> we said the name Power Rangers, we now owe him a million dollars. 
I don't think he owns it anymore. He doesn't. He sold it, but his name's still attached. Yeah. Um, because I know that that's a Nickelodeon property now. Yeah, for people who are unaware, he was one of the people that helped bring it over here, but he yeah. was the most over-aggressive person you would have ever seen he's protecting it. Yeah, he's a terrible <laughs> human being and just, like, sued the crap out of people for small, many things. Uh, also, he brought us uh, Saban's Master Rider, so fuck him. Yeah. Why is that one bad? It's the worst. What was it based off of? Like, was it based uh, off of Kamen? Or? It's Kamen Rider Black RX, which is one of the few series that immediately follows another series, which is weird <laughs> to start with. Uh, a lot of creative license was taken with it, and it's just not good. It's got, like, a weird, creepy, uncanny valley giant Furby in it, and I hate it. Okay. Its name is actually Furbis. Um, it brought some of the cool Black RX toys to the U.S., which is a you know, kind of inexpensive way to get a hold of some of them. So that's nice, but you guys really balled that show up. It's threw it in the trash immediately. <laughs> yeah. Like, you could have just done black and honestly just dub it. That's what they did with Ultraman back in the day. But well, that's the issue with all these is yeah. they could have just brought Sentai over and just dubbed it, but they didn't. Yeah. They instead made Power Rangers. Yeah, and I mean it's fine. It's it's I consider the genres completely separate. Yeah, like Tokusatsu in Japan is its own thing, and our versions of Tokusatsu in the U.S. are their own thing, and that's okay. If you like one or the other, that's cool. If you like both, that's also cool. <laughs> I also love, again, we've talked about VR Troopers in the past, and I'm really thinking about watching it again, just because I know it's got a definite endpoint. But I'm like, is this good or bad? <laughs> because I remember it being okay. I think that's a lot of things people coming across with uh, Disney Plus right now, is staring <laughs> at some of the DCOM original movies. Yeah. That I remember from my childhood going, I really, really like this movie, but do I want to ruin it for myself by watching it and realizing how bad it is? Yeah. Because I know there's some that apparently like still hold up, like uh, Smart House, which is uh, has a lot to do with uh, the director of that one. Is he not a good person? No. Oh. No, he is. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was... I just can't remember uh, which one it was. Hold on. Yeah. I know uh, people often tell me to watch Sky High, and I'm like, I don't know if I want to watch that. <laughs> LeVar Burton. Okay. LeVar Burton's good. Yeah. He's a good egg. <laughs> Did you see uh, one small thing? When he brought back Reading Rainbow through the Patreon. Uh, Ooh, or Kickstarter. He did a Kickstarter. for Disney Plus, actually. Yeah. When he brought it back to the Kickstarter, one of the things was you could get a dinner with him and he would wear the visor. That's awesome. <laughs> and I can just imagine how nightmarish that dinner must be, though. <laughs> oh yeah for him for sure yeah which likes more roles jordy well actually my name is lavar your name <laughs> is jordy i paid five thousand dollars for this dinner your name <laughs> is whatever i choose it to be right i would want to just skip dinner and just go on adventures with him yeah and step over chairs the wrong way like Riker. 
Yes. And have him call me Riker. I couldn't remember whether or not it was Riker. That's what I was looking at. I couldn't remember if it was LeVar Riker that <laughs> directed the movie. No, he was on um, Beyond Belief Factor Fiction. Fiction. Yeah. Good old Jonathan Frakes. Also, Alien Autopsy. Though he did a, he did quite a few episodes of the new Star Trek. That and. Yeah, librarians, NCIS. So he's done a lot of television. Yeah, he seems like a cool guy. I don't want to look into that because what if he's not? But I'll go ahead and assuming that leverage. He's, he's that was a cool his guy. Thing. Like yeah, he did a lot oh, okay. of leverage. A show only I care about. But... <laughs> I I know at least one other person who liked leverage at the time. Okay. <laughs> he got brought back. That makes I... two people. Cool. <laughs> he got brought back in IMPD TV. I just want to imagine that that whole show is just being written by IMDb, so, like, the script is incomprehensible and wrong. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it's funny. It's weird, because IMDb apparently, like, looked at a bunch of shows and went, all these kept failing, but coming back, and those are the shows we're going to put on our station. So it's like, Leverage, and Warehouse 13, and Eureka. And I'm like, all these things failed. <laughs> I don't know. I guess if that's what you want to build your Rocket Gibraltar on IMDb, go for it, but still. How long ago was 2002? Uh, what? I don't know. Anyway, yeah. bring back Fastlane. It would be just for me, but that's cool. Seven years ago. I would watch it. <laughs> Maybe they have, who knows. But I'm sure Peter Fascinelli is living comfortably off his Twilight money now. Probably. Tiffany Amber Thiessen's probably on her way to the Save by the Bell thing. And uh, Bill Bellamy's doing Bill Bellamy stuff. <laughs> she also went to uh, White Collar, which is another one around that time. That seems like a good show for her. It was. But <laughs> I digress. Do you, though? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I think that our lights are flickering again for some reason and it's making me uncomfortable i really don't want to lose all our data again yeah that was not fun well, i think something weird is happening oh 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 that's sorry we don't know what's going on hello i am now in control you must now discuss street fighter the movie or perish this is the will of the i begin now Oh, okay. Well, that was the evil AI who's taken over our show and makes us watch things that we didn't want to watch. So apparently now we have to talk about Street Fighter the movie. Uh, yes, we Which, do. Which, for some reason, we watched in advance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't figure out why. <laughs> so, uh, which one do you want to start with? The good one or the bad one? <laughs> I guess I'll start with the bad one. All right, cool. So... As you may have seen when you watched the good one, it ends with a threat of the bad one. It does. <laughs> so Street Fighter the movie, uh, directed by Steven D'Souza, the guy who brought us Die Hard, which immediately will tell you why this movie reads as a Die Hard movie when you watch it. Because Guile is basically Bruce Willis. He is. He even has the same gun. Um... They kept adding characters because Street Fighter Turbo came out, so we kind of mixed some people around. I was 
noticing that DJ and Balrog seem to be switched in their roles. Um, pretty sure DJ was never part of Shadowloo's forces, but he is in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Balrog, for whatever reason, is hanging out with Chun-Li, who is incomprehensibly a reporter. Uh, Ming-Na Wen is 56 years old today. Happy birthday to her. She still looks amazing. Yes, she does. <laughs> and um, she played Chun-Li. And uh, she did okay. She's definitely not one of the weaker spots in the movie. She has a big role and lots of screen time. So that was nice. Uh, she never does any of her moves. <laughs> now, does she ever actually fight? I don't think she fights in the film, does she? Kind of. <laughs> she does at least fight more than she does in the animated film. Yeah. Um. Though, in fairness to the animated film, she just kind of gets one really, really long scene. But, yeah, uh, she kind of fights people when she goes undercover. And, well, she dresses up in half a ninja costume anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and um, she never does her rapid kicks or spinning bird kick, which, weirdly, Guile kind of does for some reason. I don't understand. <laughs> it's, uh, it's kind of a mess. I have formed the conspiracy theory that Hasbro and Capcom had buddied up at the time and Street Fighter toys were being sold under the G.I. Joe line. And this movie is a fantastic G.I. Joe movie. Uh, it's it's not very good of a Street Fighter movie, though. <laughs> yeah, so the question is, was anyone knocked unconscious? No. Mm, maybe. <laughs> was anyone knocked unconscious during G.I. Joe? That's the famous uh, G.I. Joe movie. The animated one. Oh, yes. Uh, when Duke gets speared with a cobra. Cobra directly in the chest. An actual cobra, mind you. Yeah, an actual cobra directly in the chest. And because uh, Transformers, when they killed Optimus Prime, had apparently scarred too many kids. Yeah. So when he gets speared in the chest, someone... They just literally he woke added... up from his coma. Yeah, they added someone on the screen yelling, he's unconscious. And then, yeah, later, he woke up from his coma. <laughs> he's not dead. Yeah. Um, so we got Jean-Claude Van Damme at his Jean-Claude Van Damme-iest. He's in good shape. He does not have the hair. That hair is weak. Like, give the man extensions, give him a wig, give, give Guile his hair. <laughs> well, here's the issue. Do you believe that he's American? No. <laughs> <laughs> that is sort of issue is Kyle is meant to be the American representation in Street Fighter. Yeah, and he, he definitely sounds like every American I've ever heard. Yes. Um, he does have his American flag tattoo, and he's a member of the AN, which is the Allied Nations instead of the UN. And uh, he, he's just, you know, here to move the plot along. <laughs> More or less. Uh, he... He very famously had just gotten divorced. That makes sense. And he was not in a good place. And so the production of this film... Is troubled. Yeah, is troubled. <laughs> it was shot in Thailand or yeah. Taiwan? Thailand. I want to say Thailand is correct. Shot in Thailand. Which is actually where Shadow is. Yeah. <laughs> Which is cool. <laughs> so they get close there, but the issue with it is that... uh. They essentially just didn't care to monitor the set at all. Nope. And so almost every single production 
crew member and actor and actresses were all on drugs at this point in time. Yeah, everyone was almost certainly getting zooted. Yeah, uh, one of the production managers later said, like, we were pirates and we pillaged the city (laughs) of Thailand. It's like, I don't necessarily think, you know, doing a bunch of drugs and buying prostitutes considers pillaging the village, but whatever floats your boat, man. That's just people's Thailand vacation. Yep. I mean, there is enough entertainment in the film. I do think this falls into one of the so bad it's good. And as Capcom says, I think they still make $5 million a year off the movie. Yeah, uh, it's like I was watching and I'm like, I don't hate this. This is, it's fun to watch, but it's just it's tripping over its own feet at so many moments. <laughs> and largely because like, you have a lot of characters. You've insisted on adding more characters. And as a result, you never really get to know most of them. And there's also the mischaracterization of <laughs> Ryu and Ken, who are basically both Han Solo, but martial artists. They're just sort of there, and they're just sort of scoundrels. I was about to say, they're quick talkers, and I'm like, uh. That has nothing to do with Ryu. I don't know. They added a quick talker into the canon recently. Yeah. With uh, the Indian Prince. I have not played five. (laughs) Yeah. I forget his name, but he was more of a cocky, arrogant, quick talker type. But I'm like, beyond that, I don't think there is a quick talker in Street Fighter. Yeah, like... Ryu is just traditional martial artist guy who just wanders and trains. And Ken is also that, but American. (laughs) Except, you know, more cocky and American. And Ken gets a family. Yep. Uh, Ken also uh, does not have the right hair. (laughs) No. And also, I think their colors are switched. Yeah. For some reason, Ken was um, definitely just sort of brunette and just had a regular guy haircut. All right. We have to pause for just a moment. All right. Sorry about that. We're back. Our evil AI overlord has fed us pizza. Um, I believe we were discussing Ryu and Ken. Yeah. And how they are not very Ryu and Ken at all in this movie. Fortunately, in the other movie, they are very Ryu and Ken. But yeah, um... They're just kind of there, and seem to also just serve as a narrative to move the plot along. <laughs> um, they go undercover in a, basically the Allied Nations sort of makeshift prison, and break everybody out, and end up getting captured again uh, on their way to Shadowloo, and they help out from there, and that's pretty much all Ryu and Ken do, other than sort of argue for a minute at the end, and then everything's okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, main positive note about this movie is uh, the late Raul Julia, who died either before or shortly after it came out. Yeah. <laughs> pretty sure after, because it is dedicated to him at the end. Um, I mean, before, rather. So... <laughs> Raul Julia does not know what movie he is in, because he is acting his ass off. And I've seen it said that it's scene chewing and all that, but honestly, I think he's doing really good. No, yeah, he is. Like, 
slightly scene chewing, but it's not in a bad way. Yeah, like he, he is just the center of attention. Like every time he speaks, it's just magic and gold. Gold, yeah. <laughs> From uh, bison bucks to yeah. these bison dollars will be worth um, three uh, UK whatever's yeah <laughs> pounds. Three pounds per dollar. At least that'll be the rate they give me after I kidnap the queen. I don't even think that's a good conversion rate. <laughs> no, it's not. The Clearly course, no one did the research on anything. Him doing his famous, uh... The day M. Bison came to your village was a day that changed your life. You saw his glory and mastery as I destroyed everything. For me, it was Tuesday. It's so good. Ming-Na Wen, like, actually gave a shout-out to that uh, recently on the anniversary of... I guess it was his birthday. Yeah. She gave him a shout-out. Um, but, yeah, like, I honestly just really liked his characterization. I liked the suit. I liked that it had, like, a built-in fail-safe in case he died. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, eh, that's actually kind of cool. Um, for whatever reason, he's got electromagnetic boots. And I guess they just didn't want to explain psycho power, even though we got Blanca, we got other things going on. <laughs> I mean, Blanca, that's another weird thing. Dalsam being a scientist. Yeah, and you know, you know Dalsam, the cool yoga fighter who throws fire and has stretchy limbs. Uh, he does none of that. Yeah. <laughs> he is a scientist in handcuffs the entire movie. Movie. Because that's what we wanted. That made Blank Blanca. And Blanca gets... Uh, it's a different guy now, but yeah. It's funny, because the Street Fighter animated movie does kind of reference it Yeah, a little bit, where it's like, he kidnapped my best friend. Yeah, I think it's Charlie Nash, or they separated Nash as a different guy now. Yeah, I don't... I think it's still Nash, but yeah. Yeah. Uh... I don't know how much of a budget this movie had, but I think most of it went into that suit because Blanca looks kind of rough. Oh, no, he looks very rough. Um, I did like how Dawson's like, nah, and just starts giving him counter-programming in the little headset thing that's making him all messed up. Yeah. So he's showing him, like, MLK and all this positive imagery, like flowers and stuff. Uh, Cammy is there, and she's... One of the few really important characters from Street Fighter Turbo or Super Street Fighter 2 um, who gets a lot of screen time. We also had DJ who does have a lot of lines and uh, otherwise is just kind of there. He's like the computer guy for Bison. Uh, Vega is present but is nowhere near as present as he is in the other movie. <laughs> um you know what's messed up is, like, he gets his face messed up in the live-action movie, too, and just kind of doesn't care. Yeah. That's his whole thing. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, you definitely have fun. Zangief is another fun character in this. You guys got paid? <laughs> That's what I'm about to say. DJ does... Well, basically, the one thing DJ does do in the film is probably set up one of the best jokes, which yeah. is... The enemy is fighting us. Why do they hate us so much? We're the bad guys, man. What do you mean, we're the bad guys? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you helping them then? <laughs> because he was paying me a ton. You got paid? <laughs> and uh, part of Chun-Li's plan is she sends a flaming truck down. 
towards yeah. Bison. That seemed like it would have had a lot of collateral damage. Yeah. But like, but I don't think she knew she had anybody on the inside at that point either. No, like the flaming truck is just heading down, and then uh, they see it on a security camera. Oh yeah, <laughs> keeps this quick change the channel. <laughs> I like that your Russian is almost Jamaican, and I don't know why. Hey, <laughs> do I? Because I think because I was doing both Jamaican and Russian at the same time there, even though I don't think DJ is not Jamaican. Is DJ Jamaican? Well, he had an accent in the animated movie, but I could not place it. Yeah. In fact, I'm pretty sure he was just Bo Billingsley in the animated film, and he just sort of sounded like Jet Black from Cowboy Bebop. Okay. Um, yeah. Zangief at least certainly looked the part. He was probably one of the most accurate other than not being in wrestling trunks and Harry. Um, but yeah. That's, you know, you look at that guy and I'm like, man, that's a C-plus cosplay. <laughs> yeah, and again, while Julia's having fun, he's having fun throughout the movie. So, this boat situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. First of all, this was one of, there was a lot of things that set me off throughout this movie, but, so apparently they have a stealth boat, which just looks like a regular-ass boat with a stealth fighter on top of it. Um, here's the thing. Their plan is to go real fast using the stealth boat and take out all of Bison's radar defenses so that they can't see them coming. Uh, problem is they are flanked and have an incomprehensible amount of landing boats following them. And I know that the stealth boat's a lot faster and it's clearing the path, but you got to easily be able to pick up all those other boats yeah. with as many as there is out there. That's going to ping early. I am not a radar expert. I don't know. But that was just like, that'll make sense. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It does also lead to one of the worst delivered lines I ever heard, which is uh, John claude Van Damme talking to, I'm sure, was probably just a sound guy that they pulled to be an extra. <laughs> okay. Holds the radio. Save some guys for us, Kyle. <laughs> and that's literally how the lines delivered. I'm like, oh, was this uh, uh, Kenzo, the Japanese guy? Yeah, yeah. He's apparently a famous Japanese actor who was there for selling it to Japan. Okay. And uh, I don't know who directed his lines, but they didn't do good. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is it's like I doubt it's on him. No, I don't think that was his fault. I think he was told to speak a certain way and enunciate really clearly, and he sounds like he's really stilted. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, I don't know if they're maybe going for, like, I know stoic is a big thing in Japan. Yeah. I mean, you know, he was, like, a fine character for the surprising amount of scenes he was in. And yeah. <laughs> but he doesn't really do anything in any of them. It's just he's he's there. <laughs> yeah. Um, Cammy is Kylie Minogue, the pop star, and that's always been weird to me. <laughs> what thing? Uh, Pocketful Sunshine, right? No. Um, she's something. Hold on. It's something Sunshine. I know that. But yeah, Kylie she's... Minogue hits. She's another one that's just, as you said, just kind of sort of there. Yeah, and she's somewhat gets how she's supposed to look by the end. 
Yeah. Um, Can't Get You Out of My Head was one of her huge hits, but that was much later. Yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah, it's just, it's really weird. She does a decent job, but as I said, there's not much to the character other than, hey, look, it's Kylie Minogue. Kylie Minogue was, uh, let me back to step that. Cammy, rather, yeah. <laughs> was originally a Shadowloo agent, too, and they did nothing with that. But granted, this is also a movie that changed sides of several characters for no discernible reason, because we have Balrog on the side of the good guys, when he has always been a one of Bison's lieutenants or generals or whatever. Yeah. He's one of the underbosses, basically. Uh, he gets a screen accurate, uh, I keep saying that, he gets a video game accurate costume at the very end. Which doesn't make sense, because that's when everything is going to hell and exploding. And when did he change clothes? <laughs> and also, E. Honda is there e. as Honda one of the agents. And he is mystifyingly Hawaiian now. I guess only because they didn't want to say, oh yeah, he's Japanese, when he's obviously yeah, a very Polynesian man. Um, I don't know if that's the correct term to use. I know that's a type of sauce at a restaurant that you shouldn't go to. Um, but yeah he's put as being hawaiian he looks like he is either hawaiian or samoan it's kind of hard to tell yeah but that doesn't really matter it just is weird that it's like he's a famous sumo from hawaii Eh, there's a few sumos are there yeah okay well i guess they're kind of close in distance yeah and then uh he does get the fun like uh they're trying to beat him with a cane, and then he's just not taking it. Yeah, he just don't care. He just don't care, and he's like, I'm a sumo, I can put my mind in another place. Yeah, I mean, overall, he was a decent character. Um, he does at least do his move. Yeah. <laughs> his pushing forward move. Yeah. Did you know that move in regular vanilla Street Fighter 2 does not push forward? Does it not? You can't move with it. You're locked. Okay. That's really weird. <laughs> It's the same as uh, Chun-Li's repeated thrust kick thing is it's locked in place. You just have to either walk into it or corner him with it. I was about to say, I imagine it's probably meant to be as yeah. kind of a you missed punishment counter. Yeah, but they change it later to where Honda's you can move with it. It's weird. Yeah. Throughout the various changes throughout the series. Um, if you're playing Street Fighter 2 on the Genesis Mini and it doesn't feel right, switch to Hyper Fighting. It will. <laughs> Okay. Um, trying to think if there's any other milk to squeeze out of the teat of Street Fighter the movie. Um, we do get a random... Uh, as you said, it's terrible looking, but Ken does, or Ryu does yeah. try and throw a Shimshiryuken. Yeah, yeah we, we talked about that before the show, because, you know, uh, the robot made us. Yeah. <laughs> He throws a Shoryuken, which does not go into the air at all. Yeah. He just sort of stands in place, spins around, and does an uppercut. Which, for some reason, um, I think he was fighting Sagat. And Sagat makes no effort to stop this. I mean... Sagat's characterized as a gangster, basically, in this movie. And I don't necessarily think that's accurate. But changes happen. Yeah, at least they say in the animated movie that Sagat... uh, is a Thai hero because he's a Thai boxer. Yeah. Hold on one second. Again, sorry. Pause. My apologies, evil robot again. But it happens, apparently. I don't even know if I can leave. The evil robot is like 
just, he's a real bastard. Um, so anyway, Victor Sagat, he's here. He's apparently the weapons provider for Shadaloo, who seems to have all their stuff under control, so I don't know why they're buying from some guy. <laughs> but anyway, um, he's there, and instead of being, like Ryan said, a Muay Thai hero, you only kind of see him do any of that. He mostly just seems to observe fights. Yeah. Which, as you previously mentioned, is where Vega comes in, because Vega only gets one scene in the film, or does he fight later on, too? He fights later. Um, or he fights Ken, doesn't he? Maybe three, because he does the cage fight, which, you know, they tried. <laughs> uh, fight in the prison, where he has a makeshift claw, which seems to be made out of something. Yeah. And the fight near the end of the movie when everything is going to blow up. Yeah. Which is with Ken, and it's bad. <laughs> the entire movie, I find myself like, are you and Sagat going to fight? <laughs> I think if it happens, it's only real brief. Um, granted, the other Street Fighter movie, which we'll talk about in a little bit, starts that way and never really pays off. <laughs> Yeah, and that's a thing, and yeah, we'll talk about it in a minute, but again, we talked about everything. Uh, Ross, Julia, and Bison, we kind of see him throw a few punches. Yeah, I mean, he sort of, and Bison's around. A little bit. He throws some lightning, and uh, yeah, they did their best. Again, it probably should have been Chen Li fighting him. But or as we saw, Ken and Ryu. But yeah, <laughs> apparently this isn't that movie. They want to have Jean Claude Van Damme do everything. I mean, Guile even has a pretty prominent role in the animated one too. But still, it's just weird. It is, and Jean Claude Van Damme. It's very Jean Claude Van Damme throughout, and. As we previously mentioned, he is really high throughout. Apparently he was coke-fueled throughout the movie. <laughs> Which is, yeah, you could definitely hear it a little bit in the, we're gonna go over there, yes. and we're gonna kick Bison's ass. So hard! So hard! <laughs> the next Bison wannabe is going to feel it. it. <laughs> yeah, and you could hear it in his voice when he does that speech. It's a very much Ric Flair in the 70s promo. <laughs> Yep. I just find it funny that it was like, we're going anyway. And that brass from the military shows up just like, okay, I guess can't do anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not everyone left. And there's a single chef just sitting there. That was pretty funny. That did make me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a lot of funny little moments. And that's sort of the thing is, this is definitely one of the ones that straddles the line. Of so bad, it's good. Yeah, it's consistently enjoyable. It just makes some real strange choices throughout. That it does. Um, and you know, for a movie that seems to be flavored by a toy line, has its own toy line, they didn't make a boat. <laughs> Weird. They certainly had the tooling to do it. So I don't know why they didn't. It but... also, have you ever played... It's not on the Genesis, is it? Which one? Street Fighter Two, the movie, the game. No, that was exclusive to, I believe, only the Saturn and PlayStation and arcade cabinets. Okay. 
It's bad. From what from what I understand, it's not Street Fighter. It's bad. Yeah. I think I've seen it at PAX before. <laughs> Want to play Street Fighter, but stiff and unpleasant. <laughs> but I've never tried it before. Yeah, it does not look like a good time. <laughs> I think it was right around the time Mortal Kombat was also coming out. Uh, Mortal Kombat would have been out. So. So yeah, they're trying to use Mortal the... Kombat Three was out. Yeah, I think this was on one the of their first attempts out. at using the live-action actors, but, like, yeah. they could only get some actors. It's like, if you want to play Street Fighter that plays, like, either Pit Fighter or Mortal Kombat 1, there you go. Yep. <laughs> and they, yeah, they only had some actors they could get back, and, like, John claude Van Damme, I think, refused to show back up or something like that. Yeah, the guy who portrays T-Hawk, who is uh, really only there at the end, so they just kind of dump him on you. And I'm assuming this is because they filmed in reverse, and that dude just left. Yeah. He just got up and did not come back to set ever. <laughs> Which, uh, I mean... <laughs> uh, so everything ends, uh, and that's the one thing, is it ends with the final victory pose from the game. Yeah, uh, Shadaloo explodes several times. Um... Zangief, good question mark? Yeah. <laughs> um, Zangief helps them escape, and they just jump in the air and freeze frame. Yeah, it just should have ended with a Stephen J. Cannell production. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it's, uh, yeah, and they slam the logo on screen, and it's over. <laughs> yeah. Mercifully, it's over. <laughs> Again, I give it a hard time. It's not an unpleasant movie to watch. You will laugh. There will be some stuff that you enjoy, and there will be some stuff that you roll your eyes at real hard. Um, this was, uh, again, a very troubled production. Strangely enough, uh, same composer for the score as The Crow. Okay. <laughs> I noticed that in the opening credits. So I'm like, huh, interesting. <laughs> Should I save real fast? Now, uh, so, as we said previously, there's another one. Free to watch on YouTube. Uh, Not legally, but it's there and nobody's taking it down. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is Street Fighter II, the animated movie. Uh, this was brought to the U.S. by Manga Entertainment, who brought a lot of the influential anime that we saw in the early 90s. Uh, I know at least one person who saw this before they saw any anime, period. Okay. <laughs> so it did get around. It was a frequent on the shelf at Blockbuster or your local place. Um, I think, like, it's easy to underestimate and forget how huge of a thing this was at that moment in time in the 90s. Everyone knew it. Even if you hadn't played it, you knew at least a handful of characters. Yeah. And it was a thing that got discussed on the playground, so naturally, you know, there's this really good high-budget animation out there. Let's bring it to the West. And so they did. And they... Added a couple of tracks from some American artists. I know off the top of my head, uh, Allison Chains. I believe that is Them Bones uh, while Ken's driving his car. Yeah. <laughs> there is the very cool scene set to KMFDM's Ultra, which is when Chun Li and Vega fight. We'll get there. And uh, for some reason, it ends with Blind by Korn, who had. Just started to exist because okay. it was 1994, <laughs> and uh, that's not a bad corn song. Honestly, it's pretty good. 
So, um, movie begins with Ryu fighting Sagat. Uh, I watched this with my kid, and there is so much atmosphere and buildup throughout those opening scenes that she's like, nothing is happening. <laughs> yeah, that's sort of the issue is, it's Ryu fighting Sagat, but you don't see anything. <laughs> Like, I get what they're going for. They're trying to, like, go in between the lightning flashes, and you're like, I just... Yeah, it was a mood. It was a mood. Um, I get that. So, Ryu gets to do a Hadouken at the end of Street Fighter, the movie. Uh, it has no effect, to my knowledge. He just sort of throws his hands out, and the guy goes, ugh! Yeah. <laughs> and that was it. Uh, he throws a Hadouken in Street Fighter, the animated movie, and it's a pretty big deal, as it should be. It is. Though, is a Hadoken supposed to be gathered electricity like that? It was dramatic effect. Yeah. Um, I am speaking completely out of my ass, but I'm pretty sure it's just the martial arts thing of it's supposed to be your chi. Yeah. And basically Dragon Ball Z was a thing. Yeah. So they just kind of... <laughs> no, that's what I figured. Had some artistic liberties. It doesn't take that long, obviously, in the game, unless you're in one of the EX games where it can be used as a charge move. Yeah. Uh, as you said, the Shuriken. Yep. He does it. Looks good. Um, it's actually used to effect in this one, so Sagat yeah. actually gets the stomach. Yeah. Um, Sagat is a really cool character, and uh, they actually do some things with him in this movie, but not quite enough. <laughs> So, we start off there, and I watched it last week, so my memory of the sequence of events is probably a little bit skewed now, because the live-action one is fresher in my mind. <laughs> uh, yeah, we start out there, and then, uh, I'm sorry, mine are also a little bit skewed. I think we cut back to... It's either... Shadowloo with M. Bison doing things, or Chun-Li reviewing a case. I think we cut back to Chun-Li. Who is an Interpol agent. Yeah. And uh, that is a thing that she is, so she's not a reporter for no reason. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's weird how, like, young they treat Chun-Li in this. Yeah, uh, being an Interpol, I don't think is any small feat, Peach. so... <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, that's what we cut back to. We don't even think... We uh, we cut to the Cammy assassination, because Cammy is in this film, but yeah. not really. <laughs> she is. She's used to greater effect, or at least more impactful effect. <laughs> yeah. But, and yeah, she... I think part of it is they have to break her out of her programming. Yeah. And that's the issue is we don't see her break out of the programming. <laughs> she does an assassination to someone from London, I believe. Yeah. Uh, is captured. And that's as far as that goes. Because <laughs> we just later see her. I have no memory. I have no memory. I have no memory. You were MI6 agent. How do you have no memory? I have no memory. <laughs> Apparently. Uh... And this is what forces Chun-Li to join forces with Guile. Yeah, um, used to a decent effect in this movie. Yes. Their partnership was actually pretty cool. <laughs> it was, and a lot of fun. Um, I just read that apparently uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme and Kylie Minogue had an affair on set. 
Yeah, doesn't surprise me. <laughs> While his wife was pregnant. Yeah. You're cool, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Gross. Um, you get your own show about how terrible you are. But. <laughs> so, at some point, we get Ken driving. That's a thing. Uh, yeah, we get Ken driving. We see his gear next to him. He has a girl, friend's wife. We don't know. <laughs> Girlfriend. Girlfriend still. And then... It's cool to kind of see, like, the family side of Ken and to see the difference between Ken and Ryu. And Ken talks about how he's never lost a fight. And you were saying that Thunderhawk kind of shows up at the end. And it's the exact same thing in this one where he yeah. just he challenges <laughs> Ken in a back alley and gets taken down in one hit. Yeah. Um, I believe that was probably also an edict from Capcom to add in the characters from Turbo. And... Uh, no one quite knew what to do with them. them yeah, and that's the second thing with Cammy is it's like, yeah, Cammy's there, does the assassination. We should get together with Guile. And then, yeah, we later see one other scene of Chun Li going, help me, Cammy, try and remember something. I can't remember. <laughs> and, like, they have these monitor robots, except I think that's meant to be uh, Charlie or an early version of Charlie. Maybe. Um, I just thought that it was funny that there are these things that are supposed to infiltrate in yeah. regular society, and they are very obvious. Obvious, yeah. I was about to say, they have a metal hat <laughs> or a metal eye, and I'm like, yeah, these things can't infiltrate regular society. I also laughed that, like, the robots can't find Ryu. Yeah. Even though they all keep trying, but I guess, like, Ryu just takes, like, four steps too fast. <laughs> And that is the one thing, like, there's way more fighting in this and way more street fighting in this. Yeah, there's more actual fighting in general. I remember texting you while I was watching the live action one going, I feel like there's a lot of, not, of, not a lot of fighting in this movie. Yeah. The only random thing about it is the fact that, like, they are very random fights. Yeah. Dulcum but... fights. Uh, E-Honda on a street corner. Yeah, E-Honda is good in this movie. He is. He's quite an enjoyable character. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's Dalsam just sort of shows up out of nowhere in E-Honda. You just see him fight. Exact same thing with uh, Bruce Lee ripoff. Uh, Shen. Uh, Fei Long? Fei Long. Yeah. <laughs> Fei Long is a movie star. Doesn't show up to set because I guess they were writing about the Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> <laughs> they knew the future. Sure, yeah. They guessed it. He doesn't show off the set to go do a cage fight. Gets beat up, and I'm like, you just delayed production, because, like, your show is, like, almost having broken bones and things, man. Yeah, he's, uh, you know, he'll be fine. He's Bruce Lee. He is. Uh, but, yeah, that's the second or third time we see Ryu, so he just shows up. A lot of good flashbacks with Ryu and Ken, showing that they've been together for a long time, time. and are training. Uh, apparently Ryu's famous red headband is part of Ken's outfit. Unless I read that wrong. No, yeah, it was given to Ken. Ken gave it to him. Uh, which I think is semi-canon. I think... I know, like, the red armband is because he lost a fight to Ken and that he won't yeah. take uh, it off until he wins, and then he wins, but he's like, I'm still not 100%. He's like, oh, man, you got a head wound. Let me give you this headband. And then apparently the head wound never healed. <laughs> I guess. Um, Ken does imply that Ryu's the only one that's ever beat him in a fight, but we don't actually see that fight. No, of course not. That would be too cool. 
Um, uh, Ryu's characterization is very similar to Ken Shiro in Fist of the North Star, except a lot more toned down. Yeah. <laughs> he just sort of wanders around from place to place and occasionally helps people, but definitely has his own thing going on. Yeah, that's sort of the funny thing is he wanders around in Asia, but he only seems to wander around in Asia. And so Ken is in Seattle. Yeah. For some odd reason. That checks out because his stage has like a pier thing going on. Okay. So. And so they're just, Ken keeps sitting there, where are you, Ryu? It's like, seeing as Ryu never leaves Asia, Ken, I think you're going to have to go to Asia if you really want to face Ryu. I don't think he has a car. Car, yeah. So. I guess you can get on a boat and just wander around the boat the whole entire time, but. You can use Guile's real fast boat. Yeah. Or Guile's muscle car in this one, but... Yeah, he has a Mustang. It's a good choice. I don't understand how he fits both himself and his hair in that car, but he does. And Chumley <laughs> at one point in time, because he, yeah. he's like, get in Chumley, and I'm like, that feels like that's a one-seater, man. Yeah. Like, maybe you got a bucket seat in the back, but I just don't know. <laughs> um, I think you do see his passenger seat at one point, because there is a certain weird angle that it takes where he sh- it shows him shifting gears. Yeah. Um... Yeah, Guile is very similar to his live-action counterpart, except more tolerable and fun to watch. Yeah. <laughs> very much hot-headed. Um, just going to go off and do his own thing. Uh, don't know where we are in the timeline, but we can bring up uh, that you mentioned that they did not correct the naming conventions in this. Yeah. And so... Uh... Yeah, one of the things is we've been using the American names. And so, uh, Balrog is Vega. Is Vega. Vega is M. Bison. And M. Bison is Balrog. <laughs> yes. And so, basically, they wanted to not get sued because M. Bison is the boxer and he is very much just Mike Tyson. Tyson. Yeah. The portrait of him in Street Fighter 2 is very blatant. <laughs> yeah. It's Mike Tyson, and so in order not to get sued here in America, they switched him to Valrog. Yeah. I don't understand why they didn't just make up a new name for him, because Balrog's a cool name for Vega, and Vega's a cool name for Empice. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess it works out. I've always thought Bison was a goofy name for a dictator, overlord, warlord guy, but... But yeah, it oh, is. Well. <laughs> but we only bring that up because when they're going over the three lieutenants, you see it on the screen, M. Bison. And it's Balrog. <laughs> yeah, then he just goes, Balrog. He was a boxer that got kicked out of the sport for being too violent. Yeah. And apparently it messed up his face badly because you see him at the very end. Oh, yeah. He's really not in the movie a whole lot. No. He's more in the live-action movie. Yeah, that's the thing, is one of the other random fights is... I remember exactly what you're talking about now. His it... character design is a mess. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost, like, offensive bad how he's drawn. No, yeah. <laughs> the eyes, in all honesty, are probably super offensive. Yeah. Because they make him cross-eyed. And you're like, yeah, I was never sure if that was an animation error or yeah. <laughs> what happened. It's it's really not great. But then... Uh, it is unfortunately a thing that is in a lot of early anime. <laughs> yeah. 
Zangief fighting Blanca, which is just shown. Yeah, it just kind of happens. Which I guess is maybe another one of just add these characters in. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was cool, but don't really do a whole lot else. No, and that's the thing. It's like you see Balrog kind of power up there and then nothing. And then he fights E Honda later. And you're like, that's that's it. And the same thing yeah. as you said with Sagat is, let me go fight Ryu again. No, please, no, please, no. All right, nothing. Yeah. I, I want to believe that that's going to happen in the Alpha movie, which we need to go ahead and watch. Yes. Um, if we had more time, we would have. <laughs> but maybe that's for another day. Um, that one is officially free on YouTube to yes, watch. Yes, because ads, of but... stars, I think. Yeah. So you can probably also DVR it if you still have cable and have stars. Um, Balrog and E Honda should have died. Yeah. <laughs> they literally just roll off a cliff, and it is not a small cliff. No. I think it's kind of implied that maybe like E Honda like, let go and grasps the cliffs because we, we see Ryu climb up the cliff. So I don't know whether or not that's how E Honda does it every single time, too, or. <laughs> it's. Who's to say? But yeah, like, Ryu just wanders around. He shows up in India. Uh, Dalsum's just like, do you feel the fighting spirit? And gives up the fight that he's fighting against E-Honda, which is where Ryu, and as you said, also Akuma's just in the background there. Yeah, he does not do anything. But I guess he was in the works at the time, so they just threw him in. Yeah. He's got to be in the Alpha movie. Hopefully, because, yeah, like, you just see him sitting there on a wall... And Gandhi is then assassinated, I believe. Hmm. Must not have had his civilization stats yet. Guess not. And then, which I guess, technically that holds up historically accurate. <laughs> I did not think about that. But they they take him down because, like, Ryu accidentally trips up a little girl, spills the milk, gives her money for milk again. Yeah. Because I guess it's implied that Ryu just goes around and has street fights. It is a very, again, Kinshiro from Fist of the North Star move. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, whoops, caused a problem. Here, I fixed it. <laughs> and then the little girl comes back out, almost gets run over by the assassin. They take out the assassin, then Ryu just decides to jump and take out the guy in the car. Yeah. <laughs> and what made me laugh is he goes up to the police officer. He's like, who were those people? And the police officer just answers his question. Yeah, <laughs> like he doesn't push him off, doesn't say who are you, doesn't ask the identification. Those were shadow Lou agents. This is a karate man. I clearly need to tell him everything I know. <laughs> yes. Why? Who knows? You're a Japanese man in the middle of India, but I'm still gonna trust you. <laughs> and yeah, that's when E Honda does point out that he is Japanese in the games because he walks up. Half this money is yours. I won the fight because of you. Yeah. We're both Japanese. Yeah. <laughs> we have to stick together, so I guess that's why Ryu is trading at E-Honda's house. Yeah. Um, are we to the cool scene at the either apartment or hotel yet? Uh, yeah, I think we can jump We can there. just go there. Uh, they warn DJ, because DJ just had to be in the... Again, DJ... Yeah, they just it. throw him in. He does not do anything See, else. He throws, like, six punches at, like, two random characters, and that's it. <laughs> they show up. But yeah, then we get to one of the most famous scenes on the movie for two reasons. But <laughs> that's a boob joke. Yeah. 
So, um, I'm not, again, certain if this is supposed to be either a fancy hotel or, like, her apartment, but it looks like either one with apparently very high ceilings. Yeah. <laughs> and she, Chun-Li, is at her place unwinding. She is taking a shower. Um, it is a shower scene, and there is some nudity. A little bit. There are exposed breasts, so if that's on your list of things to see, you can see it here. Um, so she does that. It's fairly gratuitous. Uh, she fixes her hair, puts on a towel. Uh, you see that there is some commotion within her room. And from the ceiling drops down Vega, and Ultra by Cam FTM starts blaring, and they have the coolest fight in the entire movie. <laughs> yeah, it's a really wonderful fight. A really well-done fight. And, again, it's cool to go back and watch the older ones where everything's still hand-drawn. Yeah, um, I want to say that they had actual martial arts consultants that worked with them on this, because the way it flows and the way they do everything objectively makes sense, other than the fact that she throws an entire sofa at him. Yeah, I was about to say, other than her <laughs> lifting and tossing an entire sofa. Well, recall, she is the strongest woman in the world. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, uh, they fight, and it's real good. It is very brutal, though. Um, she gets pretty messed up, uh, repeatedly gets cut with his claw thing. Uh, she straight up steps on his face after he takes his mask off for some reason <laughs> and um, twists her foot around, and it messes up his face, and he's like, ah! But yeah. I want to say there's two cuts to this, because I remember him calling her a bitch. That's but, what he says witch. Witch. but he says witch, yeah. And that's what I'm thinking. Because, yeah, when he said witch, I'm like, oh, I guess maybe that was a center. And it seems like there's definitely, like, but another center. it certainly wouldn't make sense with everything else you see. Because <laughs> there's another line at the very end where he's like, uh, oh, you two idiots are jerks or something. And it yeah. really feels like that was most like a censored line of, like, you two assholes. Or... Yeah, it's, it's really weird selective censorship because yeah. there's blood, there's nudity, but... Can't say bitch. That's, yeah. Can't say bad words. Um, but yeah, uh, arguably best scene in the movie. Uh, definitely best fight in the movie. One of the best animated fight scenes there is. Yeah. Um, she does boot him out of the entire wall, <laughs> which is cool. Yeah, and that's where she throws her fury kicks. Yeah. Um, yeah, that scene is usually just on YouTube on its own. Uh, if you just want to check that out. Do it. It's real good. <laughs> yeah. It is still there. It was there when I was looking up the movie, so. Um, I don't remember what happens next. I know that at some point they all start to raid Shadaloo. Well, th that happens. They go to the hospital. Yeah, Chun-Li is unfortunately out of the rest of the movie, movie. because of this. Yeah, which does suck, because I expected her to kind of like pop back up at the very end, but it's yeah. like, no. Well, technically she literally does. Yeah. But... <laughs> No, yeah. Not they, uh, anything other than saying, hey, I'm not dead. They save Ken. Or they kidnap Ken. That's right. They turn him into violent Ken, basically. Yes. I don't even think that was a thing in the game yet. So that's probably something that they took away. Um, but yeah. They basically brainwash him, make him into a crazy fighting machine guy. And um, Ryu and Ken fight. It's pretty cool. And then they fight Bison. It's also pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, Ryu. And that's what we're saying is, Guile pops down out of a helicopter. You're in danger. Oh, crap. He followed me. <laughs> and then he shows, yeah. 
He looks up. Uh, yeah. Ah, uh, crap. He followed me. You're still in danger. Yeah. It's like... Does Kyle get to do his sonic boom or flash kick? I want to yes. say he does a flash kick. He does a sonic boom. Uh, he just destroys the Honda's house and that's it. Yeah. Because uh, M. Bison's just teleporting around the whole entire time. Yeah, he actually has his proper powers in this movie. Yes. Which is, I guess, what he uses to corrupt people's mind. Yeah. Um, you know, Psycho Power is in more than one fighting game series. It's really weird. It's also in one of the SNK fighters. Okay. Um, Athena Asamiya uses it, too. <laughs> but she's like a magical girl and not evil. But they are arguably the same thing, so it's super weird. <laughs> you know, there's also... Uh, Dalsum starts using it, or using, like, telekinesis... Yeah, to float around and stuff. Yeah, but he's about to be E-Honda because he keeps holding E-Honda to the ground, and you're like, that almost feels like Sekou needs it too, E-Honda. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. No, there are a lot of cool little things in the movie like that. It seems like it was made with attention and love instead of just $32 million. Dollars, yeah. <laughs> Half of which, yeah, as we said, went towards hardcore drugs. Hold up. Uh, 35 million. 35, okay. 8 million went to Van Damme. All right. <laughs> then, uh, when they first show India, I don't know. It looks like they just slipped a photo in. That is a thing that happens a lot in animation. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's possible. Yeah, I think they just show a full photo, and then, yeah. I don't know if something more was supposed to happen or that was implied to be i know there's the younger female fighter that really looks up to ryu uh sakura yeah i think she was much later yeah so do i so i'm like maybe the she pops I, up till alpha series maybe the idea of sakura came from the little girl yeah maybe it's possible because yeah we do see a bit of a more human side of ryu as you said yes he puts her in the hospital in the ambulance you'll be okay yeah. Don't worry about the change you're going to give me. Yeah. You know, my favorite thing is, like, so Shadowloo gets blown up in the live-action movie because there's a basically self-destruct. Yeah. Um, the military just seems to absolutely annihilate Shadowloo for no discernible reason other than it was bad, apparently, <laughs> with missiles and God knows what else at the end. Yeah. It's like... I don't know. You could have seized these asses. <laughs> I don't know what you're You never doing. know. Maybe they did, because technically we only see them annihilating a giant, ancient, probably holy statue to these yeah, people. Yeah, that's but... a good point. I didn't even think about that, but yeah, that's probably an actual important thing they, there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which they entirely annihilate. Uh, yeah, the final fights are cool. It definitely begs why... M. Bison sticks around for as long as he does because he's like, I'm going to leave! And then stays. <laughs> and yeah, then he just sticks around. Turns into pink energy. Yeah. Um. So the Japanese guy we spoke of in the live-action movie is Captain Sawada, who was played by martial arts actor Kenya Sawada. <laughs> okay. No idea why he was not Ryu. And apparently he was dubbed over. Okay, so that would explain why. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'd say it would actually be more accurate just to have him speaking Japanese, but... 
Yeah. Um, Raul Julia, you can't particularly tell on film, but he is in terrible health throughout this entire movie. Yeah. Uh, literally dying. Um, so they kind of did their best. I think the suit kind of helped him out a lot. But, yeah, he unfortunately did die of cancer. Yeah, throat cancer, if I remember correctly. Very uh, tragically, because, again, this and the Adams family, he was very well-liked. Yeah, um, apparently redoing the schedule for him messed up all the stunts, which makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> just We're going through a list on Screen Rant of just things we missed throughout the movie. Um, let's see. Van Damme was very difficult to handle, so it looks like he had his own handler, and he would show up late. <laughs> he messed up the film's biggest scene. That checks out. Yeah. There's apparently a sequence that required exploding blood packs, choreographed fighting, and people falling from catwalks on wires. Hey, they did have wires in this movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was dumb. Okay. I'm trying to see what else there is. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that we missed in the animated movie. Uh, Guile, I guess, Cammy. Or uh, Chun-Li worked with the hospital. Because we said, like, we see Sagat get told to go go kill Chun-Li and go kill Vega if Vega's still alive. Yeah. And then that happens. And then we get back to Giles driving and just, sir, you need to come to the hospital right away. And bursts in the room and starts crying because he thinks Chumley's dead. And then Chumley's like, ha ha! It's like, you let that go on way longer than you should have, Chumley. <laughs> yeah, it really does seem like she's just straight up dead. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, nope, surprise. Surprise. She's alive. It's Which, like that was a very hard fight, but none of it made me go, oh, she's dead. <laughs> yeah, that was sort of the issue is it's like half her face is like wrapped up. I'm like, it's a really hard fight, but you didn't see you really get any eye scars or anything yeah so <laughs> i'm looking through this list and what we brought up at the beginning how i thought this whole live action thing might have had a little something to do with the fact that they had struck a deal with hasbro it's exactly why it's like that okay yeah <laughs> that's why they focused on guile um because this was again a trifold strategy to do some fun things with Street Fighter 2 and also try to save G.I. Joe, the toy line. Did it work? Uh, it's got its collectors who still like it now. I'm among them, but it was definitely a shelf warmer back in the day. I remember it being hot when they first dropped the Street Fighter 2 figures, but the movie line did not do well. Okay, yeah. Which is a shame because a lot of them are actually really good figures. I'm still trying to get a couple of those. I say you got a few, didn't you? Um, or did you just get normal Street Fighter Two figures? I have a mixture of both. The Chun Li from the Street Fighter the movie line is the one you want. It's not perfect, but it is a very good figure of that character and that scale that does not have weird hindered articulation. <laughs> okay. Um, 
they have a Vega who did not come with a claw. And in the movie line, he comes with a claw, a removable mask, but his claw is, um, his whole fist just kind of shoots out and has a rope. <laughs> okay. And it's attached to the claw. <laughs> so it's apparently a grappling hook now. We don't know why. And he has a weird mutant arm because of it. It's real bad. All right. Um, but yeah, uh, it's definitely the better bison figures in the movie line. Uh, basically, every character in the movie line except Guile uh, looks more like their actual game counterpart. It's okay. Weird. Except Ryu, who mysteriously did not get a release. <laughs> who knows? Yeah, Ken does, and Ken uh, gets a corrected gi and looks more like he should, but it's real weird. Um, apparently, this was supposed to be a really bloody movie, but they took almost all of it out. <laughs> I imagine. Byron Man, that's who Ryu was about to say. Ryu does okay uh, for himself later. This does not check out. The film was a success, and there were plans for a sequel. Yeah. I don't remember that being the thing even at the time. I think I knew even as a kid that this was kind of a bomb. Where did it make its money? Um, I guess it was the time, because Mortal Kombat got a lot of money, too. So, Well, as I said, like they made, or they still make... $5 million a year, I think, based yeah. off of just reruns, because I know it pops up on TNT at least six or seven <laughs> times a year, which is, uh, yeah. So they had $35 million and they made $99 million back. Okay. <laughs> so, damn. Apparently Van Damme was set to return along with... Holly Valance, don't know who that is, and Dolph Lundgren. Interesting. <laughs> Dolph Lundgren, also playing Kyle. <laughs> it's real <laughs> weird. <laughs> um, he was given one final opportunity to reprise the role of Kyle through Street Fighter, The Legend of Chun Li. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Which is not a good movie. <laughs> it's even worse. Um, I will say for sure that the Street Fighter. <laughs> The movie is far better than Street Fighter, The Legend of Chun-Li. Chun-Li. It, yeah, that just makes a cardinal sin of the video store guys like, don't. I'm like, ah, we'll be fine. and We should have listened to him. But that just, it makes a cardinal sin of, yeah. it's boring. I saw it on TV, and I was not amused. Yeah, like, that's <laughs> the thing. Is it just, it's boring. Okay. Well, uh, I think we have once more milked these teats completely dry. <laughs> so do I. Um, hold on. I think something weird is happening again. I don't know what it is, but all the lights are flashing and flickering, and uh, there's weird arms coming down from the ceiling. I kind of hate all of this. I wish that we didn't agree to this contract. Um, this is just this sucks. What's going on? Uh, we were just dropped some chips. Yes. Into the studio. Um. These look to be Trader Joe ghost pepper potato chips and Paki haunted ghost pepper chips. chips. Spooky. Um, how about I try the tortilla chips, you try the potato chips, and then we'll switch. All right. Hold on. We're going to pause for a minute. Care. We can have the audio. All right. <laughs> if you made it this long. All right. I will now eat this chip and see how hot it is there's a meter on the back that says it is freaking hot 
Okay, so yours looks like it's covered in spice. These are not. You can smell it, though. It's happening. <laughs> oh. Kind of bombs you at the end. That rendered me silent. So, <laughs> I was very fearful that I was going to choke. Um, those are indeed very hot. And I am... To quote Nick Weiger of the Doughboys podcast, and I'm a bit of a heat seeker. <laughs> I can confirm those are very spicy. So these are the Trader Joe's potato chips. Say, that's a cool waffle effect on them. Yeah, those are way more mild. Mm. Trader Joe's ones are pretty pleasant. Yeah. They have a little bit of bite at the end, but they're a very pleasant chew and... Uh, Savory experience. How's that treating you? <laughs> Good. Yeah, I can definitely see what you're saying about the building up at the very end. Yeah. It's like, as soon as it goes down, it's like, oh, this was a mistake. <laughs> Nothing I haven't experienced before, but yeah, that one's not bad. Well, that was an audio experience for you guys. I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> I can't drink alcohol in my medicine, so... <laughs> That's okay. I drink it for the both of us. I guess I'll enter the shill zone. Shill zone. That's the shill zone song now. It sucks. All right. So, uh, if you're supporting us on Patreon, patreon.com slash rragingrobotpartycast. I almost said the wrong link. Um, thank you. We really appreciate your help. Uh, you have helped us upgrade our software in the past. Uh, we actually... I don't even think I told you about it. I ordered... A new print of stickers and magnets, which should be coming in shortly. They look very nice. Cool. So, if you guys want to buy those, I will post them in a little bit as soon as they come in. I think they should be in by the end of the week. Um, I'd say probably five bucks on them shipped. So, they'll be good. They are actually cut. They are the current logo that we use on our Twitter, which we have officially posted on, and our Instagram. So... Yeah, um, I would like to update the main art for it, and I should probably send you guys that to do that with. <laughs> I don't right. think I ever did. <laughs> um, also, um, like, subscribe, check us out on Spotify, um, what iTunes, whatever you are listening to us on. No matter what it is, we're on Stitcher. No one listens to that. Does anyone listen to Stitcher? Um, oh, you'd be surprised. But if you do, <laughs> rate us. Something good. We would really appreciate the help. And um, even if you don't want to write anything, you know, helpful, just write, I listen to this show, and then raise five stars. It'll help. Trust yeah. me. So, um, yeah, please do that. And um, our merch store exists. I don't think it has anything on it you'd want. But uh, if there is anything that you would like, let me know. I can probably design it. I'm getting pretty good at that. So... <laughs> That is redbubble.com slash r-r-partycast. I have a bubble in my throat. And no drink! But yes, there are many different things on there. Uh, get well cards. <laughs> yes, forgot about that damn get well cards. <laughs> uh, uh, that sucks. Yes. Why did I do that? Who knows? Um, the uh, famous cancel my death pillow. Yeah. 
I should make more pillows. No one's ever going to buy them. I kind of want to buy them just because it's so preposterous. <laughs> just put it on my couch until my wife says, please take that down. Oh. <laughs> yeah, maybe one of these days I'll go out and buy something for Christmas, send it to my family. But no. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you wanted, right? Yeah. No. <laughs> Um, <laughs> just should have done that as my secret Santa gift here. <laughs> yeah, I um, did an exchange with someone recently, and I just slept in some of our older stickers. Did you? <laughs> just like, here, you throw these away. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, hey, thanks for listening to us incomprehensibly talk about Street Fighter 2, the animated movie, and Street Fighter, the movie, for uh, about an hour and some change. We appreciate that. Um, no thank you to the um, evil AI robot who has enslaved us. And um, we hope to see you again soon. Yes. Hope you enjoyed this and hope you're doing all right. And if you're not doing all right, we hope you get better. Yes. Goodbye.